This show is sponsored by the National Association for Primary Education. Hello, my name is Mark Taylor and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place for creative and inspiring learning from around the world. Listen to teachers, parents and mentors share how they are supporting children to live their best authentic life and are proving to be a guiding light to us all. Hello, my name is Mark Taylor. Welcome back to the Education on Fire podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about Empathy Week. And it's Empathy Week this week. And in case you haven't heard about it and feel like you might have missed the boat, you can still get involved either this week or in the future, which is an exciting prospect. And I'm talking to Ed Kerwin. And Ed, thanks very much for joining us. And and tell us a little bit more about what Empathy Week is. Thank you very much for having me on, Mark. Um, Empathy Week is uh, a chance for young people to take on and develop social action projects around the causes they care about. Um, but the, the week itself, we show cinematic videos and there's resources for teachers to use along with those videos to invoke discussion around topics such as gender equality, uh, domestic violence, poverty, um, so, many, so many different topics that come up in these films and then have discussions in class. And then hopefully this then inspires uh, children to believe that they can go on and, and make a difference in their communities, in their worlds, and we help support them with their social action projects in the week following through various guides and and support. And the idea really is that we're we're trying to build uh, the empathy generation, so building a future, the future leaders of tomorrow who are conscious and empathetic. And we think that is something that is very timely um, and is and is very much needed. It sounds like such an important thing. It sounds like a, a fantastic conversation to be having and actually in terms of a focus of what education is all about and, and how we're teaching but also showing our younger people and the younger generations about the way forward. And I think in some ways allowing them to show that way because I think they are much more empathetic and actually much more in touch of those sorts of things at that younger age. So let's just swing around just to begin with and, and then get an idea of, of where this came from. You know, What's your background and, and how did Empathy Week become part of all of that? Yeah, so I was teaching well, no, th- two and a half years ago, three years ago, uh, I was teaching. I taught for three years in North London School. And, you know, Empathy Week didn't didn't occur then, but all those experiences have led up to this point. And I think what I realised is that young people, especially after my first year of teaching, because my first year was very much, right, I've got to make sure that my one exam group get good grades and I can prove myself as a teacher. And I think most teachers are like that. And then you start to realise that actually what your your students need isn't, necessarily a a good grade Uh, but they they come into school for support and uh, care and attention and love and that is something that we all know as teachers but we still get pulled into this uh, grade hunting mode and I just realized that a lot of kids needed perspective and they lived in a bubble of their area and I don't think this is students' fault. I think this is just how kids are. You think that every kid is quite similar to you, like their home life. You don't really necessarily understand the differences. But when you're a teacher, you can see see those differences quite clearly. Um, and I just, I remember being told that we had to deliver SMSC, you know, social, moral, spiritual, and cultural education and weave it into lessons and things like that. Um, and I just thought there wasn't actually enough attention being paid to what, what, SMSC actually, you know, is, is meant for. And it's about widening um, young people's brains, 
making them in touch with other people who are different to them and and making them empathetic and and when I talk about empathy as well it's important that I think that word is is actually often misunderstood for kindness whereas empathy doesn't the definition of empathy isn't around kindness kindness is a you know a product of being more empathetic whereas empathy is about the ability to take a perspective of another and hopefully if you can take the perspective of another that leads on to kindness but it's important to I think differentiate those two and and talk about it in in that concept so I mean sorry I'm going going off on a tangent but I realized that teaching there's there's a not not enough time to maybe produce resources around SMSC and this kind of PSHE topics and really challenge kids. And then I left teaching and I did a lot of work around learn to use a video camera, uh, became a videographer and photographer. And I did a lot of work around homelessness, um, especially people sleeping rough, um, filming grassroots organizations that help people on the street and then started to run a community that brought people together gained a lot of perspectives from these these sort of things. And I actually ended up at the Homeless World Cup in Mexico in 2018, which for people who haven't heard is an amazing tournament where around 50 countries, 50 teams come together each year, each calendar year, uh, and they run a four-side four tournament. And it is all the teams are made up of people who have experienced homelessness or social exclusion in the past 12 months. So you've got around 500 players all in the same city in the world. So this this year that I went in, uh, sorry, in 2018 when I went, it was in Mexico. And to cut a long story short, I met the Indian team. They got me to go out as a freelance facilitator and kind of course consultant to help them run a leadership course because that's what I also do now as well as I run leadership courses for young people. And whilst I was out there, I had a few contacts. One woman called Rachel Musson who runs Thoughtbox Education who I should definitely make your listeners aware of because they've got a free climate change curriculum at the moment, which is amazing. They have amazing resources. Um, and I was speaking to her and we are just like, I've got an amazing opportunity. I'm in India working with the organization Slum Soccer um, that gets people out of poverty using football. I've got an amazing opportunity here to, to show young people back home these lives, but also in a way that is... Um, positive and in a way that is inspiring for them to then think that they can go on and change their communities. Um, And that's kind of how it it came about. And we didn't have it all figured out, but we knew that there was going to be a video a day and some resources to go with that and then try and inspire some action in them. And that's maybe not the short story, but kind of the, the journey towards how Empathy Week came about. I really like the... I, I, I like that understanding that education for me is a gift but it's also a tool and I think it only becomes that when you understand how your life fits into the world and what you're trying to achieve as a human being mm. um, yeah. and, and like you said I think the, the the amount of time and the type of of education is slightly skewed against that these days like I say because of the testing and the focus on grading and all of that kind of thing and I think having these conversations where we understand that we want to connect and we want to have these 
um, relationships with our with our pupils and and with pupils with each other and and the whole idea of empathy and understanding how we fit in the bigger world because then we can understand that the things that we're interested in and the things that we're studying are enabling us to then show up in a world to support other people in the way that we would like to through our passions and our understanding and, and I think I think this is so, why it's such an important thing such a great conversation and why people really need to be aware of it yeah and I, th- I think we do get caught up and I'm, I'm as guilty of it as well as a teacher you get caught up in grades and let's not let's not pretend that grades aren't important they are they open doors and education is important and you need to study hard but I found that actually at the moments when you think that you need to work more, so my A-level chemistry students, you know, being like, oh, what if I don't get to uni? Actually sitting them down and showing them, talking to them about, like like I did at school as well, talk to them about homelessness and talk to them about, uh, at the time, all the atrocities going on in Syria, which are still going on, but aren't as maybe uh, made aware of in the news so much and actually sitting them down and then talking about that and also having you know refugees in my class having people in my class who have come from you know war-torn areas or whatever sitting and talking and listening and gaining perspective then they start to realize actually yeah the exams are important but it's not the end of the world and actually in a way makes them relax and refocuses them on how lucky they are what they have but also hopefully to inspire them to be like right I want to study hard because I want to get to a position where I can have an impact on the world and I think that's what we need to do and I don't think as schools and teachers we give a platform for young people to do this and school is a safe space that's why a lot of kids come in and for teachers listening it will will always be the kids that you know maybe the hardest work or like that drive you up the wall sometimes but deep down you have a strong connection with them um, and they have lots of troubles at home and things and they're the ones that always come in every day because school is a safe space for them school is routine and if we can integrate something like empathy week just once a year a platform for young people to experiment to try i'm not saying that their social action projects are going to be great and change the world but i am saying that they could do and I think we dumb down students a lot as well. And we don't give them the opportunities to really go, right, what could you do to make a difference? Go and try it. If it fails, it fails. Who cares? But go and try it. And then the, the, the vision, the long-term vision of Empathy Week is, yeah, this year we're trying to get it out there and make people aware of it. But next year, if schools know it's coming, they know it's the first week after half term, right in the middle of the year. It's, it's kind of chosen at that point because it's a good time to kind of refocus the energy and refocus the mind of students halfway through the year but if you do this year on year imagine a child now that's 11 12 years old who's in year seven and by the time they're in year 11 they've done five empathy weeks in a row and each year the theme so the theme this year is sporting change next year it's going to be around sustainability don't know what it's going to be in year three but they've focused on these themes they've watched videos and then they've tried each year they've progressed slightly with a social action project or a fundraiser if we can if we can integrate this some somewhat into schools and provide all the resources for teachers so it's no extra work and that they can get involved in it as well well then we we really can build this em- empathy generation and take kids out you know my dream is that in 10 years time i get a message from a, a kid that says i was inspired by empathy week and now this, this is what i'm doing with my life that would be ultimate goal and i, I love the fact that there's that understanding of of how this can work within the education system because that's always for me the interesting 
conversation and it's that kind of lots of people talk about doing things all the time and we're all sort of it should be like this or it could be like that but then it's the but what can we do today you know or what can we do this year that's going to enable it to happen because yes we could have let's have empathy for 10 minutes in every lesson that we do you know and you just know that that's not the case but actually having something structural in a way that can work for the schools and support them and like I said year on year a certain time people become aware of it, it becomes part of the of the um the fabric of what you do i remember at primary school I think it was every September they always had a McMillan coffee morning, you know, that kind of thing. You know, it just opens yeah. those conversations and awareness in something that, oh, yes, I remember this from last year. And I remember this from before and all the activities that go around that. So for, for those of the schools that are, are really interested in, in, in and understand what it is that you're trying to do, how does it practically work? Is it a question of logging on? Is it a question of downloading things? How, how, how does it go? Yeah, so so this year, it's, I think it's interesting, like you say, how how does it actually work? Because there's so many people that um, I hear as well that want to integrate things into education or think that they have found the next thing that's going to revolution, revolutionise education. The problem being is that they haven't been teachers or they don't understand school systems. They don't understand the pressures that teachers are actually under in order to implement it. And so I've tried to make it, um, I've tried to make empathy week so that no school cannot use it if that makes sense. So each day there's a 10 minute video. Every school has to register their students at some point throughout the day, usually for 10, if not more minutes, 15, 20, whatever. So the films are designed around 10 minutes to just focus the children at the time. Um, And they're based on the lives of people this year from slam soccer. And they then have a discussion. And each day there's a video, and then there's a choice. So if there's a choice between key stage three, key stage four and key stage five, so it's differentiated for all secondary schools. Um, and then within that, you can see that each day has a 15 minute assembly or form time registration version, a 30 minute version, which is essentially a video, a discussion and one activity. And then a full hour, 60 minute version, which is a video discussion and two activities. And that's the kind of format for each each day so most schools won't be able to use um, the activities within the week but they can come back to them later on so we've created this week but really the idea of the week is to create a focus a bit like mental health awareness week right bring it to the attention but actually the week empathy week as a as a product goes much much further beyond that because when when you get to day five it's now right You've seen the stories of slum soccer. You've seen these how amazingly resilient these people are, the leadership they've shown, and also the simplicity with how they've made change. And, and you can do that too. And like it's about empowering young people. We're empowering young people to, to, to take action and, and to create the change that they, that they care about. And so the following weeks on from that, five, six, seven weeks, they follow a, we've got a 20-page um, social action guide which kind of explains what social action is uh, how to form your teams and we follow this double diamond um, approach to social action uh, which has four d's and the first one is discover your problem so let's say homelessness for example is the issue the second d is define so actually define what the problem is that you're tackling because you can't just homelessness is too big a problem to just say right i'm tackling that so define your problem what is it is it that uh, in your local area, there is no food or the food bank was taken away or there's no food bank. Or in your school, is it that 
um, 10% of pupils um, don't have breakfast because they're, they're poor. And so define your problem. Then third D is develop, develop your ideas. So if it's that 10% of students don't have breakfast, can you start talking to your teachers about developing a breakfast club? Is it that you can get donations from other pupils? What is it? Develop your ideas, test them um, and, and see if they work. And then the fourth stage is deliver. It could be like you're delivering a campaign or you're delivering a speech, or you're delivering an event or you're testing what you're trying to do and actually working with it. Um, and it, it's kind of a clear, it's clear the four Ds, discover, define, develop, deliver. It's easy to follow, um, but it's also hard. It's not easy. And we're, we're giving some support, but we don't want to give too much that we take the creativity away from young people. So, sorry, it's quite a long answer to how does it work, but hopefully if you're a teacher listening, you can really clearly see that, yes, Empathy Week is that week and there's five videos, five discussions and some activities to go with it. But really the main focus is how are we empowering these young people to go and go and do something and they can choose between a social action project which is creating something new maybe or a fundraiser which is a form of social action as well um, because we we decided that a fundraiser you know organizing a cake sale if you're year seven or even if you're in year 11 or year 13 you still have to get permission to do that you have to market it you have to organize who's making the cakes you have to handle money you have to be honest with that and then you have to deliver that money like there's all these things around this and actually what we're doing through empathy week is building building leaders we're we're, we're practicing leadership skills you can't have teach and talk about empathy without leadership they're inseparable they they go hand in hand um so there's there's lots of little things that are coming out from this but the main are kind of what we what we have our kind of one of our slogans is that teaching empathy is not enough. Yes, we need to talk about it, but just talking about it and teaching it and showing it in the classroom isn't enough to change young people to become more empathetic. They have to actually go and do stuff. And so that's what we're trying to achieve. What I always love about these things is the fact that it becomes really um human and really now and relevant. So if 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 you take that cake cell itself so mm. I, I now understand why I was learning about cooking, you know, because without understanding how to bake a cake and to do that, we haven't got a product if that's what you're doing, you know. I now understand why I can read and write yeah. because I need to do, like, say, the marketing, that you know, get my message across. I understand why I'm doing maths because I'm dealing with money in real-world things. And, and, you know, and what it might be a, a level or whatever level that happens to be depending on what your product is, but it can be that and more in the future or it can grow into any way that you probably don't even know to begin with um and and then you realize why all these things that we do learn and part of the education system is relevant because it suddenly then has a purpose and i think when you students really understand that and then it like you say it's got this real reason for doing it beyond that then i think it starts to really connect all the dots and people go ah yeah that's why i'm here rather than i've got to turn up at quarter to nine and finish at quarter past three or whatever the school day is and then i've got to do the same tomorrow and and i think i think that's really the the, the real gift of it all yeah and, and, and connecting connecting young people to the things that they care about as well so I've, I've spoken to a lot of people 
involved in the, the empathy world as such. And I had a really interesting conversation with um, an author called Minter Dial, who's actually one of the ambassadors for the week. And he, you know, he's worked with companies like L'Oreal and all these big brands. And uh, he's written a book called Artificial Empathy. And he talks about empathy in business. And I remember sitting with him and he said, can you uh, teach someone to love someone else? And the answer is, is, is no. You know, you, you could have the most charismatic um, intelligent, funny, beautiful person in front of you, uh, and you might not find them attractive. And and he said it's it's similar to empathy, right? You can tell people as much as you want about a cause that you care about, but they simply may not care about it as much as another cause. You know, when we get the London Marathon or the Manchester Marathon or wherever, they have a have a charity that they're raising money for. And the reason they raise money for that charity is because they have a personal connection to it. So the great thing about Empathy Week is also that we're not trying to force, yes, the theme this year is sporting change and we're, we're showing the power of sport. But actually, you might not be sporty and that's fine. And you can do a project around something that you care about. And I think, like you say, it's about integrating all these things that you think maybe at the time are pointless or what am I, why am I even learning this at school? And then actually... Like you say, it brings it into, oh, well, I need to I need to do this and I need to manage people. and I need to write copy for something and I need to write a poster and I need to do all these things. And it's bringing all these skills together. And I think the other really powerful thing is that for schools, uh, it's bringing like their values to the forefront. You know, every school has values and mission statement, but rarely do they get integrated into lessons like actively. And so, you know, if you're values are that you are kind to one another and that you will represent everyone in the same way and you can bring this into empathy week and it's really a massive gift for schools to make their own i'm not expecting empathy week to be run the same in two you know every school will run it completely differently um and hopefully to, to how they want to use it and it also allows schools to evidence what they're doing we We've created, there's support resources. So if you go onto the website, you literally just sign up, log in, and you get the, the download links there, there and then in the members area. And we've created support materials, including um, a letter to parents. So it's there for you to just literally download, email out to all parents saying, our school's taking part in Empathy Week this week. And what we're doing um, from today is that every day of Empathy Week, uh, the video for that day will be released on YouTube and that will allow the parent to watch it. And then they can just, they're watching it on the same day that their child's watching it at school and they can discuss it when they get home, talk about these issues as well. And it's a way to bring parents into the conversation and show parents what the school's doing as well as, as well as help their child with maybe their social action projects and things. So we're trying to holistically bring everyone into empathy week in order to, further the impact that these children can have i love it and i i, I love the, the the way you like you said there about bringing parents in the fact that it's the, the whole essence of what you're doing is very personal and each aspect of their life can take part in each of those ways like you say whether it's watching it at home or it, the activities in school and also the way that it can work within every school as well like you say whether it's this week we can do the hour or actually over the next few weeks we can do it in form time and we've got our 10 minutes or our 20 minutes or however long they've got to be able to do those things I think all of that works perfectly from your expertise of having been a teacher and understanding how all that works so um, it sounds very exciting and I'd be really interesting to see 
what feedback you get in the coming weeks and months in terms of how some of these mm. things pro- progress going forward. So, so give everybody the details they need to be able to go and check it out and, and download the resources and find out more. Yeah, so really simple. You just need to go onto the internet and you need to go to www.empathy-week.com and then on there you will see straight away there's a, a place to sign up or it's in the menu bar. Sign up, you literally put your email in, think you put a few details like what school you are or if you're homeschooled or whatever enter that and then you will get access straight away to all the lesson plans um the links for the videos are within the lesson plans the support resources so there's a teacher pdf there's a social action guide for kids there's even downloadable posters and even downloadable certificates who are signed by myself uh, signed by um ali oliver who's the ceo of youth sport trust one of our partners this year, and then also signed by Lord Jim Knight, who's the CEO of um, TESS, um, who are also a partner this year. And so you can download that certificate and you can give these certificates to students in assemblies or run your own internal um, change maker awards as such. And then you you can run, run that competition. And then the best ones, you can put them through to us and we will have a look at them. And then we're going to select the top four social action projects and the top four fundraising projects and actually invite them to London uh, to the Young Changemaker Awards, which are actually going to be held at the Lego offices in London, which is very exciting. It sounds amazing. And well, congratulations on on one having thought about even being part of and trying to pull all this together, because I think it, it really makes such a difference. It's so well thought through and it can it, it can really impact so many people in so many ways and um, I'll be really interested as I said to, you know to keep f- having these conversations and follow up and see how all these things come through and especially if it's going to be a yearly project to see how they start to morph and how how it starts to change going forward so as you said it's it's empathy-week.com um, and, and we'll have all those details and your social media for all of that on the show notes of this podcast as well. So if you go to educationonfire.com, we'll have links to all that there as well. And so you can actually follow what's going on, um, I guess, around the country, as it were. And, and that, that's probably an interesting point. Is it is it specifically UK based or can people from other countries do the same? Yeah. So it, it was designed to be UK based this year. I mean, in years to come, we wanted to go globally, but people have people have found it. Um, online and actually we're eight schools from 18 country other 18 other countries um 19 including the uk are taking part so every continent in the in the world has a school that's taking part apart from antarctica which we're yet to reach um <laughs> but but it's yeah so any school can can use it um it is designed for for uk curriculum and uk schools but any school is welcome to to come and come aboard and we've had schools in Central America, so Honduras, Mexico. Then we've had schools in Zimbabwe, in Kenya, South Korea, um, all taking part. So please download the resources, take part, and and let us know what's going on on social media. We want to see everything that's going on and hear your feedback and thoughts and and make it better for next year, and also expand next year into primary schools, hopefully. Fantastic. Well, I'm I'm also the um, vice chair for the National Association for Primary Education. So if you get involved in that primary area, then then really do that because maybe we'll be able to help support that in some way as well, which I think mm. would be a, a really important factor. And it's certainly on our radar moving forward, that whole idea of, of the environment that primary schools are in and climate and all that kind of thing. So that'd be a really interesting development too. So, well, 
Ed, thank you so much for chatting. It's it's a fantastic project. I'm really glad we've been able to, to share it today on the podcast. And yeah, please do go and check it out. And, um, and best of luck for all the lives that you're going to be impacting moving forward. Thank you very much for having me on and hope to, uh, yeah, come on next year and talk about the primary one. Thanks for listening to the Education on Fire podcast. For more information of each episode and to get in touch, go to educationonfire.com. Education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire.